what's going on everybody welcome back to the frantic thoughts podcast it is your weekly actually bi-weekly video game and entertainment podcast where i rant and rave about things that i love and share them with you across that good old interwebs (laughs) and who am i which is a question i ask myself far too often but i should answer that for you so you know who this voice is that you're hearing my name is josh also known as frantic that's my little handle online or whatever and uh i am just a normal dude that loves video games and movies and things that uh are very nerdy and i like to talk about them and share that with everybody who is willing to listen (laughs) so what's up everybody um let's just catch up right now let's just catch up and chill out and talk it's been a couple weeks since I sat down here with this mic and recorded this specific podcast. I've done a couple of other things recently. But uh, I actually had some days off, finally. Um, this job that I have, I have Mondays and Wednesdays off every week. So this is literally the first time I've had two days off in a row in over eight months, I think it is. Seven or eight months and uh it's it was nice it was very nice to actually have some time off some relaxing some r&r and i had these big ambitions these big plans to do all of this crazy stuff during these four days off because i literally just had monday tuesday wednesday thursday off of the week that just passed and i was like all right i have four days off it's going to be amazing i'm gonna play all these games and yeah didn't really happen (laughs) i'm just gonna be honest i didn't really get a lot of media consumption in. i did play some stuff it wasn't really more than usual but i feel like i just needed time to hang out with my fiance to do some housework and just relax a little bit because I feel like I'm always a little too tightly wound. I try not to be that guy that's super tightly wound all the time, but I end up being that way and I don't like myself when I am like that. You know, I want to just chill. I want to be the nice guy. I want to be the guy you can talk to and just have a good conversation with and not complain about everything that's going on in his life well you know that type of guy but seriously i do end up being the guy that more often than not like just just hates i hate my job like i i don't like it it's very oppressive it's very i feel very stagnant in this job right and here i am complaining about it but right now in life i kind of feel stagnant i'm at a job where I'm very good at it. It's not a very complicated job to get down. It's very monotonous. My pay is not increased over a year later. I haven't had any pay increases. And I'm at this point where I'm like, hey, what's next, right? And I've been at this point for probably eight months or more. So right now, I'm just kind of just waiting it out, looking at my options. And it's hard right now, especially with, you know, corona covid you know all that stuff going on and you know right now is a hurricane this week we literally had a hurricane come in and we got lucky because i i'm more north i'm near galveston island in texas and the hurricane anna ended up hitting more south of here which is corpus christi area um it wasn't a crazy hurricane but we did get a lot of rain today and i'm feeling very very cold right now i got really wet today at like going outside and stuff but anyway that's beside the point i'm just saying right now it's very hard to find a job because you know there's not a lot of businesses that are 100 percent functioning i know texas is trying to open back up and they're trying to have all the basic normal stuff for the economy whatever and of course this, this, I'm not trying to get like depressing, but the COVID numbers are going up because everything's open and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it's a bad time to just abandon a job and try to find something else. It really is. So what I'm doing now is kind of biding my time, just looking as much as I can. And honestly, I'm hopeful that one day I can just move away from Texas. I'm kind of sick of living here 
it's a very it's a drag i i don't really like the town i'm in it's very small it's very chintzy i don't know it just feels it's not really a nice area and i really i really want to move north i want to move to where i originally am from which is washington state or oregon in that area and more beautiful green trees of course they do have cities and stuff of course just like any place but i feel like the weather there and just that environment i feel like i would be more comfortable in so hopefully one day i'll do that i've been talking about that for years i'm sure i've mentioned it on here like maybe 50 episodes ago but anyway i'm at this job it's all right it gets the bills paid and uh i am relatively okay with it it's not the best job ever it's not a great job it's a job so yeah i had four days off so i was like man i'm gonna plan all of this stuff out i'm like i'm gonna play this game i'm gonna be a poly killer for poly kill and i'm like i'm gonna beat so many games and i didn't really end up doing any of that stuff um the first day off we just hung out i went with sierra and we kind of went to a couple stores and got a couple of like miscellaneous things that we didn't really have like i really been wanting i know this is silly but i've been wanting a hand vacuum like a one of those ones you like vacuum stuff up it's like a, it's like a i feel like a an adult i'm like i want oh my god i'm looking at models for a hand vacuum so i can vacuum my car out without having to go to one of those vacuum places i'm serious this is literally what i was thinking about for at least two weeks i was like so stoked about this little hand vacuum right so we ended up getting that at walmart it was like 30 45 bucks somewhere i don't remember how much it was honestly it's probably around 40 bucks but um i've been using that i used it on my upholstery i went to my couch and i had this like foam stuff it's like vacuumable you spray it on there and it foams up and then you vacuum it off and it makes your couch smell all good and stuff hell yeah i did that (laughs) but yeah i felt like i don't know i just i had like this cleaning bug so yeah the first day i ended up going with sierra all over the place going looking at a bunch of stuff um probably going out more than we probably should have should right now but of course um when i go out on the town when i'm not working i do wear gloves and i wear a mask so and when i work i do wear gloves and a mask too i i I said that weird but yeah anyway very safe i wash my hands a lot if i'm not wearing a glove too you know so if I'm, i'm at work and my hands get super sweaty because i'm i run hot like my body temperature is so high I might take the gloves uh, gloves off and just work, but it's like, okay, don't touch your face. Please do not touch your face. <laughs> and then I'll wash my hands a lot. But anyway, I can't keep on topic today. That's fine. We ended up going all over town. I got the hand vacuum, like I said. Got some stuff for the house that we needed. Like There was like this shelving unit that I've been wanting to get those little like fabric liners for, like the little fabric drawers, which are pretty cheap. Like maybe $10 a pop. So I had some stuff in the cubbies. It's like one of those like really cheap uh, two by four like cubby shelves. There's like four cubbies, four squares. And I just had random stuff in there. I'm like, you know what would make it look nicer if I got these fabric things. So I got that. And then I was like super excited about like organizing it. And I was like nerding out about, oh, it's going to look so much nicer. So yeah, I did that. And then... Man, I was just, I just got like in this like cleaning mode, which is kind of funny. Cause like the next day I had like this mission. I'm like, I want to make my kitchen spotless. I want it to be the cleanest I've ever seen it cleaner than when we moved in. And initially I wasn't thinking that way. I was like, okay, I'm going to do the dishes. There's like a little bit of dishes there. Cause you know, you get lazy when you work a lot. I had like four or five things in the sink more than I actually ever want to be in the sink. Usually it's empty, you know. So I'm like, okay, I'll do the dishes. I'll wipe all the counters down. I'll take the tr- all the trash out. I'll sweep and mop really good. And then I just went crazy, man. I, I listened to like four podcasts. I had f- podcasts lined up. And I just started just, just super deep cleaning the kitchen. I got down on my hands and knees with a scrub brush. And a scrub, um, like a scour pad around the baseboards that's how deep i went and cleaned the kitchen this thing i could literally scramble an egg drop it on the ground and eat it that's how clean 
this kitchen was because like I don't know I just got like this itch and then I was I got done I felt so satisfied I looked at it and I was like man that was time you know not wasted that was like worthwhile time I, sh- I wish I had more time like this to do things like that and I, you know when I'm working 50 60 hour weeks all the freaking time I don't have time to do stuff like that I don't have time to sit down and be like Okay, I'm going to clean this and that and this. So I ended up cleaning that. I ended up doing a bunch of laundry. I ended up doing like some cleaning in the bathroom. I just went ham on cleaning that day. And you know what? It was actually a really great day off. And I just super chill. I didn't do cleaning the entire day. I'm not saying I did that. But yeah. Also that same exact day, our internet went out. Which sucked. So I had one day with no internet but i was barely home that day because we were doing all the stuff we had internet that day came back we had a crazy storm that monday night the internet went out and it literally didn't go back at all period so i was using the hot spot that's literally across the street from us at a coffee shop there's a coffee shop or is that a coffee shop uh, I think it's a sandwich shop that does coffee too. It's like a little mom and pop place, but there's an Xfinity hotspot wireless thing there and we get some signal from it, right? So I was connected to that on my TV, eventually figured out how to do that on my phone, tether it to my computer, and I had some, you know, semblance of internet, but it was crappy. Like I try to call Xfinity, they do not let you call them right now because of COVID. You can't call them, period. I'm like, really? And then I tried the the text chat multiple times with different people, and some of them were okay, some of them were good, and then I ended up having to try... I tried to push the, you know, the date back for them to come out because they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be Friday. I'm like, really? I'm going to be back to work by then. I was all pissed. I was like, fuck. So I called them, uh, I messaged them back on the little messaging app thing. It's like a, it's like a text hotline thing that you can do online. I was doing it on my phone and I tried to convince them. I was like, man, I, I'm thinking about moving services. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about, uh, just leaving you guys, uh, finding something else. And like, oh, well, hopefully you don't leave us, but this is the soonest we can come out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, damn it. I can't even guilt them into coming earlier, you know? So we were out without internet from Monday through basically all of Friday. We were both at work on Friday, so it wasn't too bad. It was like four-ish, almost five days without internet. And then they scheduled the internet appointment while I was at work. During my time frame, when I said I wanted to be in the morning, because on Fridays I usually start at 8, and then I get off around 4 or 5, they scheduled it at 3 to 5. And of course, the guy shows up at 3.45, so I have to literally clock out early, and then I get... I didn't get in trouble. I was surprised. I thought I would. But I had to rush home in the rain, and he changed out our router. That's all it was. Our router kind of got shot with the electrical storm. So, it is what it is. I'm really rambling. I know this stuff might sound boring, but I'm, I'm just, this is what the show is. So I'm sorry, I guess. Question mark. <laughs> but yeah, the other two days I did play some more games, but mostly, man, I kind of just chilled. The last day I had off Thursday, I slept probably more than I have in like a year. I just kept sleeping. I needed the sleep. So it was four days of just relaxing getting some stuff done, just hanging out, no obligations besides just, hey, Josh, chill and zone out, which was very needed for me personally. So yeah, and yeah, we had the kitten, which I told you about last week, and he is a character, (laughs) Hercules, our little orange tabby. We have multiple cats now, and they get along okay-ish. They're kind of like, not loving him so but yeah he he's a little dork man like he'll come up to you and he'll look at you like what's up and then he'll like just start attacking you and of course it's kitten attacking so he's not actually biting you and he's just too cute and i'm like i know i said we're gonna try to find a home for him but i think we're probably gonna end up keeping this guy because he's he's adorable and lovable and he loves us 
he knows his name and blah 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 we'll see but yeah that's pretty much it man like like i said i'm just kind of feeling a little stagnant at work feeling a little stagnant on my lot in life getting closer to 30 i'm almost 30 and i'm like man looking back what have i done and what can i do in the future that's how i am right now getting a little internalizing like my situation where i'm at in life but yeah a lot of rambling but you know what we have some video games to talk about so let's go ahead and listen to some lo-fi jams for like a, a few seconds and uh fade into some video game chat how about that does that does that sound good to you it sounds good to me <laughs> biggest release of the past couple weeks was Ghost of Tsushima by Sucker Punch for the PlayStation 4, another fantastic exclusive for the PlayStation 4. Ghost of Tsushima is a photography simulator, guys. You're in the samurai world and they give you like all these tools to take really cool photography, like you take a lot of pictures of your surroundings. Like it's all about trying to find the best vantage point and the best lighting and the best like focused area and it's trying to get like the coolest shots of you riding your horse with your sword out there's like no fighting or combat in this game it's really weird it's like photo mode the game i i don't know how to, i'm just kidding obviously it's a samurai game where you hack and slash some dudes and you take over forts and stuff but this game is so beautiful that 90 maybe not 90 percent. let's say 75 percent of the time i'm in there i am thinking about what cool shot can I get next? What cool photo can I take with photo mode? This game is photo mode, like, sex, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here like, oh my god, this game is so beautiful. And some people were complaining about the facial animations. It does look like a video game. It doesn't look Last of Us levels when it comes to the facial animations and stuff. I thought those were pretty passable. But the art design and direction of the world in this game is so freaking stunning. Like, every single time you go out of a clearing, into the woods, come out to another area, it's another amazing vista. You're seeing ships on the water in the distance with the sunset and then like cherry blossoms going across your screen and the winds blowing your your outfit across and then you're sitting on top of your black horse named Sora because Sora is the best name. I was so happy when I saw that. I was like, Sora, really? I have to name a horse Sora because Kingdom Hearts, come on. I had to do it. I just had to. Anyway. I'm liking the game so far. I think it's um, it's one of those open world games. Really, if you want to break it down to what it really is, like the substance of the game, it is a um, Assassin's Creed 2 or Assassin's Creed Revolution Revelations Brotherhood style. Go through the town and defeat forts and uh, take over forts and do side missions and get collectibles. It's that type of game with a samurai setting and having a pretty fun arcadey combat system which i find pretty intuitive and fun to use they give you lots of tools and lots of little uh fun things to do you can throw little daggers in people's faces you can change your stances and i'm having a good time with the game it's not like this earth shattering like just trying to uh play with your expectations storyline or anything like that it's nothing like groundbreaking but it's a very solid and extremely fun game with amazing aesthetics some of the best hdr some of the best graphics and environment detail and scenery style i've ever seen in a game i think that this game is pretty damn fun i just have a good time with it it's just really fun to go through and just be a badass samurai, kick some ass, hack and slash, parry some fuckers, get some people down, and just kick some ass, shoot somebody with a cross, uh, a bow and arrow across the, you know, 
the field and get him in the head, run out to another guy, parry him, slash him in the stomach. He falls over. There's a guy with a shield. You change your stance. You knock his shield over and you slash him in the face. Super, super fun. I'm having a blast with the combat. I think the game is just fun. Like, like I said, it does have that open world thing where it does have some repeatable objects in it. There's like these fox dens that have similar notions to it. You fall off fox to a fox den and you get rewards for it and stuff like that. It has collectibles like that, like any open world does. And I am not, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's pretty fun. It's, it's a really fun game and I, like I said, it's gorgeous. So I recommend it. I think it's a really solid PlayStation 4 exclusive. I'm going to be playing it for quite some time. I'm kind of just playing it like an hour or two here and there. I haven't really like binged it like I did Last of Us 2. Maybe I will pretty soon. We'll see. I have some days off coming up eventually. So maybe I'll sit down and play six, seven hours in a row. You never know. But I do think it's a really fun game and I'm just loving it so far. I think the setting and environments and the combat really are just hitting that itch. They're scratching an itch I didn't even know I really had right now. So that's awesome. But besides that, I did play a couple of other games, three other games actually. There's an indie game I did talk about briefly here and there. It's called If Found, dot dot dot, and it is a story-based indie game. And I want to just say I recommend this game highly, guys. Uh, it's by Annapurna, published it. It's about a trans woman coming home. And dealing with implications of people trying to accept her for who she is, who she feels like she is. And the thing is, is with something with this very uh, touchy subject matter, I would say. Something with the subject matter that deserves reverence and respect. You know, uh, you can't use it as a gimmick or anything. I feel like this game just nails it. And honestly, I love an experience that gives me the emotions and puts me in the shoes of a character or a person where personally i have never had to go through these struggles in my life right i'm not trans i don't know how it feels to be trans so getting that perspective and seeing that point of view was very excellent i really enjoyed that i thought the way they pulled off the storyline and everything in this game just blew me away it's not very long either it's only like two to three hours probably and i I love the art style. It's like hand-drawn, sketchy style, and you kind of erase the pages as you talk about stuff as she explains her story to you. And I thought the characters were really well done. I was kind of absolutely floored at multiple points. There's multiple points where I actually cried at this game. It's very emotional, very uh, inward-thinking, and uh, just just very deep. And I, I think it's one of the best games I've played recently, narratively. And it's just a short little thing about a, about a lady in Ireland, of all places, um, dealing with the implications of people trying to accept who she is, which is really interesting, and I just absolutely loved it. I thought it was such a cool game. I, it's better. It's one of those games where... I just heard about it and I saw a picture of it and I bought it because, okay, I might like this. And then I ended up falling in love with it just because of the mechanics and the art and the music and the storytelling. And it is, I'm trying, I'm not trying to hype it up too much. It really is you just reading some girl's journal and erasing pages. And it does have some cool like uh, animations and stuff to go along with that. But, but to me, the story and just everything that they do in this game really just rang true to me and brought emotions to me and I cried and felt every emotion that the main character felt which is like paramount when it comes to a story like this where it's all about emotions and stuff so I I thought that that game just really landed with me it's not going to be for everybody but personally I really loved it uh and that game's if found if you didn't hear the the title before because I hate when a podcast talks about a game for a really long time and they don't repeat the title at the end of their thoughts <laughs> that that's frustrating to me that's one of those things i try to be mindful of but yes it's called if found it's on steam currently and also on ios it's not on android yet but they say it is coming eventually to android also i played the semi sequel ish to super hot which i know i talked about on here before but 
it was so long ago. Let's explain what super hot is. Basically, it's a very minimalistic art style first person game. And you're a person that has control of time. So the way the time gets controlled is every time you make a movement, time inches forward with your movement. So if I just twitch my wrist, time will move forward like a second. And the objective of the game is to John Wick style go through and kill all of these uh, like polygonal looking black figures that are coming at you to come kill you or they're red actually I think red figures yes they're red they're red figures that come at you and you have to try to kill them you know in really creative ways so basically if someone has a gun they shoot at you you can see the bullet trail you can dodge the bullet trail because you control time with your movement and you of course it is all about making crazy killing scenarios where you can grab a candlestick, knock a gun out of a dude's hand, grab the gun, shoot a guy in the face, turn around, there's a guy with the sword, you dodge the sword, hit him with a freaking uh, like plate that's on the table next to you, grab the sword, stab the guy in the head, grab the sword again, throw the sword at somebody else. Just crazy, awesome John Wick movements. And when like, you do all this stuff in slow motion and then at the end of the little round, like the round is like maybe four or five guys you see it in normal speed and it makes you feel like a badass so the original super hat came out a couple years ago i absolutely loved it i thought it was a very creative game bought it on steam i thought it worked really well with mouse and keyboard for a first person game i thought the way it controlled and what the gameplay actually was worked really well for the game so now they came out with something called super hot mind control delete <laughs> and it's all in caps mind control delete and uh i was playing mind control delete and um <coughs> got my throat a little bit there uh mind control delete and um i love saying that it's fun uh <laughs> it's more super hot that's what it is it's just more of that game with a twist so, if you've ever played a roguelike game, don't 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 pause the podcast, don't stop the podcast cuz I said roguelike, you know. But yes, it's a roguelike game with the super hot universe kind of. So basically, you have a little map with different challenges, challenge rooms that are super hot rooms that you have to get through. But the little twist they give you is you get hacks. So if you get through this challenging room, because it's it's a they ramp up the challenge quite a bit, and they give you three lives. So basically, in the original Super Hot, if you got killed, you just start the room over, right? And that's it. And you go through the linear story. In this one, you go to one of the rooms, and there is going to be multiple segments to this room you have to get through. And it's played out kind of like a computer board where you can see which room you're going to. And you have three lives. If you die, you have to start that room over again. If you die all three times. So let's just say I get through the entire thing. So there's like five stages you have to get through in that room. And, of course, you do the cool stuff. You do the John Wick movements. You grab the freaking... uh, They add some weapons in this game. They have like a dagger that you can throw in people's heads and like stuff like that, like a little uh, bullpup machine gun that's like a one-hit kill, stuff like that. Um, when the guys die, it's not bloody. It's like a, it's so polygonal, so they like shatter like glass, which is kind of cool. Really nice style to it. Like the environments are all white, and then you see the red guys, so they really stick up, stick out, you know. And uh, my computer just beeped at me. If you heard that, I apologize if you if you heard that. But anyway. It's that, and then they added hacks to it that changed the gameplay up. Like, start with a samurai sword, or, like, get an extra health bump. Or, hey, if you get hit, you have shurikens that just explode out of your body. A bunch of hacks like that. So, pretty much, you try to go through every world, you get more hacks, and the game gets a little more crazy as you go through, because your power-ups get more powerful. And then, like, randomly in the worlds, they'll say, hey, which one do you want to activate? This power-up or this power-up? And then... It goes from there, and I've been really enjoying just sitting down like, okay, being one of these dungeons today, or one of these rooms today, and I'll do like six or seven little super hot missions, get through it, and I'm like, alright, cool, I made some progress today, I unlocked this hack that does this, and it's really fun. I think 
what they have on their hands here is such a cool concept and I love playing more of it. I just have so much fun just kicking some ass in super hot. I highly recommend the first game if you haven't tried it and I know a lot of people recommend it but I haven't tried the VR version of super hot and I feel like I'm missing out. So that's definitely on my list and my backlog to go and do relatively soon. So last but not least, I finished Yoshi's Island again for like the thousandth time. <laughs> I feel like I play this game like once a year or more. I'm always playing this game. I know these levels so well and yeah, it's great. It's one of my favorite platformers. It's just a really fun, beautiful graphics. So charming. Instantly cheers me up. I love that game. And I'm not going to talk more about it because I do have a podcast coming up with some really good guests. So stay tuned to that. That's going to be on the Cartridge Club feed. They let me, uh, for some reason, the, the people who do Cartridge Club thought it was a good idea to give me hosting duties every once in a while. I'm not sure why. I maybe everybody's a little crazy I don't know but uh they said hey you can do a you can do an episode and this is a game I actually suggested and I'm like all right cool let's do it <laughs> so uh yeah I'm just joking love those guys over there I'm just che- teasing around like oh. sorry guys I'm I'm tired I'm not gonna lie I had, I had a rough day today with all the rain and stuff but anyway <laughs> I have a little bit more to talk to you guys about Uh, i want to touch on this xbox event and speculate a little bit about the future of xbox and playstation we can do that in this next little mini section coming up So Xbox had their big blowout event recently, a few days ago, and there's a lot to talk about with it if you want to go in-depth, but before I go in-depth and talk for three hours, which I already did with the Cartridge Club, so I'm going to send you over there. I know I do that a lot now, but this show is not a three-hour show. I'm not going to sit here and talk to myself for three hours. I mean, I could probably do it. I'm pretty good at rambling, but yeah, it's more interesting to hear a conversation with multiple people. We got five people or so, I think it was five people, talking about the cartridge, uh, on the Cartridge Club YouTube channel and soon to be on the audio feed, the Xbox conference. But I do wanna do some like over the top, what I'm thinking about Xbox and PlayStation right now, where my head is at for next gen. So before we talk about Xbox or PlayStation, I wanna say one thing, Nintendo, where are you? What is going on this year, guys? Like, I, I'm, I'm being critical of Nintendo because I love them. I've always enjoyed Nintendo games, and I've had all the consoles going back to NES. You know, like a lot of people, I've had every single one of them. I've loved most of the games I've played from them. There's occasional sore spots here and there, but for the most part, Nintendo makes excellent products with, with really fun and and entertaining gameplay you know and uh i just last couple years i really haven't found too much i've loved from nintendo but at least last year they had some games they had yoshi's whirly world they had luigi's mansion they had super mario maker 2 which is my game of the year last year i love that game to death it was so awesome i love that game and like Man, it's just, I, I just missing them this year. Like, they haven't had a Nintendo Direct, like an actual Nintendo Direct since September of last year. And the thing is, is people can say, oh, it's COVID, 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 it's Corona. You know, it's a pandemic. What do you expect? It's like, dude, this has been going on before the pandemic, ha- pandemic happened. That's six months before the pandem- pandemic even started that they had a Nintendo Direct, and they haven't had an actual one since then. They had a Mini, which had some decent indies in it, nothing too crazy. They had the ARMS character revealed for Smash, which, Smash is another story, like, I hyped myself up for that game, and I never bought it, because it came out when I got fired from my old job, 
and I was depressed. I couldn't afford it. I had to cancel my pre-order, use the money to buy my electric bill, I think, or something like that. And I never bought the game ever again or tried to buy it again because I was sad about it. Wow, I just brought the podcast down, didn't I? Let's bring it back up with some uh, criticism. <laughs> I guess it's not bringing it back up. You know, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty even-keeled guy. I'm a pretty positive person. I try to put as much positivity as I can out there, but Nintendo, man, I just miss them. I really do. Like, I know we have Animal Crossing. I tried an Animal Crossing on my Switch. I'm the secondary account, so maybe that affects my enjoyment of it. I don't know. But I played for like a couple hours, and I was like, alright, this is alright. It didn't really grab me. I know, hey, I know I'm offending some people. I know some people really, maybe not offending, but you know what I mean. I, I know people love this game, and I, I am just not that person. And then I got super excited for Paper Mario, thinking it was going to be like uh, the original Paper Mario, or, you know, like Stick of Truth, South Park game, where it's turn-based. And then they have this weird puzzle mechanic in it where it's more of a circle-based grid thing. And I know that people are saying it's fun, if not a little repetitive, which, hey, I just said Ghost of Tsushima has repetitive nature to it, and I'm enjoying it, so that's fine. I don't know. I'm just kind of on the fence for that one. But uh, I don't know if it's a full-price game, but the games don't ever go down in price for Nintendo, so it depends on that one. I'm not super sold on it. I know a lot of people like it. It looks cute. I love the art style, and I know the writing's going to be funny because it's Paper Mario. But yeah, what I'm looking at is Nintendo doesn't really have much for me this year, and they haven't had a Nintendo Direct to talk about Breath of the Wild 2 or that rumored Mario HD collection. I'm not giving my hopes up for that, but the rumor seems so likely, and it's the 35th anniversary of Mario. I just want something, man. I miss Nintendo actually putting out a lot because this feels a lot like some wii u times man like i had a wii u i didn't have any of the other consoles i had a wii u and a pc and i thought i was on top of the world i thought this was the best bet i'm waiting for this nintendo stuff and there would be like a whole year or whatever with nothing and same with wii i had a wii for the longest time before i got my playstation 3 i had a wii and i was like all right what's coming out what's coming out and then there would be like six months, like glorious bliss, like a billion, it felt like a billion Nintendo games, and then nothing. And that's what we're in right now is the nothing period of Nintendo. And I just miss it, man. I just want some Nintendo goodness this year. If they give me two good Nintendo games that I'm interested in, I, I know there's been two so far. Give us like five a year, and I'm good. You know, man. Give me like three more Nintendo games, or I'm like hell yeah. And I'll be super happy. Maybe I'm being too picky. I don't know. You can, you guys can uh, criticize me if you want. But I just feel like Nintendo's been kind of lacking this year. Personally. But besides that, we have the Xbox event that just happened. I thought they had a pretty good showing. And then the awesome part about it is all of it's coming to Game Pass. Everything they showed. Uh, they had a game by Obsidian called Avowed. Which, that sold me personally on the Series X. So, they kind of unsold me for the Series X sooner. So let me explain myself. I have an Xbox One X, and almost every game on here is going to play on Xbox One X. A lot of them are. And then there's going to be a cutting off point that says, hey, these only will play on the Series X, and that's like a year or two down the road. When that happens, there are games that will be worth me buying the Series X for. But for now, this is how it's going to go for me personally. This is how I feel. PlayStation 4 is my favorite console now. It's my favorite generation. Like, like it's my favorite. They have my favorite games on PlayStation 4 I've ever played. Period. Like, I have lots of nostalgic for some old stuff, but the single player, like, awesome first party games on the PlayStation 4 are just things I completely vibe with, and I love all of them. And I thought they did such a good job on PlayStation 4 that I just absolutely have to have a PlayStation 5. I mean, I don't. It's a toy, right? It's 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 a luxury item, but I still feel like I need to have a PlayStation 5 and, and to experience all of their awesome first-party exclusives. You know, I, I'm I'm a PlayStation fanboy. Am I a fanboy? Maybe a little bit. I lean towards PlayStation. I used to be a super hardcore PlayStation fanboy with like 
leanings towards occasional Nintendo stuff. But as I get older and get past that like immature thing where I'm like, this is the only thing I play, and hey, I can actually afford some of this stuff, I like everything. And I think what Xbox is doing with their Game Pass service where you can play it on multiple consoles is great. And hey, I'm taking advantage of that. I'm going to play all those games on my One X. I'm still going to play Halo Infinite. I think the the hate towards it is a little overblown. I was expecting a little more in the graphics department. I'm not going to lie. It does look a lot like Halo 5 with some added detail here and there. It didn't really blow me away graphically, but it looked like Halo. And that's what people want. They want that Halo feel and look and play. It looks like Halo 5 had a baby with Halo 1, that's fine with me, you know, I it, the, the multiplayer's fun, I'm in, I'm going to play a lot of multiplayer, I don't really dive into the campaigns, that's a spot in my uh, backlog that I'll eventually get to, but yeah, anyway, I thought this Xbox event was pretty solid, man, I had a lot of fun watching it, uh, Psychonauts 2 looks awesome, there's a lot of cool stuff in there, and I'm excited for the future Xbox. I'm excited for Game Pass in the future. And I'm going to keep my subscription. They're they're keeping me hooked in. And um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Because I think Xbox focusing, focusing on the service side of things is not a bad thing. It's actually good for the industry. It makes competition more tough. Which is awesome. And I think the console prices... And stuff like that should be revealed soon. I'm kind of tired of having this discourse back and forth. Oh, the Xbox is going to be cheaper. Oh, the PlayStation is going to be super expensive or or cheaper or blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of getting a little worn out on that. So hopefully they talk about the prices soon. Um, I have some money put aside for the PlayStation 5. Grabbing that day one. And we'll see what else I grab. I know I'm going to get it. I know I'm going to get it at Spider-Man. And... Uh, that's as far as it goes right now. I'm most likely getting Deathloop for the PlayStation. And uh, on the Xbox, I'll play, play uh, Halo Infinite and whatever exclusive they have on my Xbox One X with Game Pass. Sounds fun to me. I'm, I'm stoked either way. But yeah, that's where I'm kind of sitting right now. Where it comes to the console wars, quote unquote, whatever. Um, I have no allegiances, but you guys know that I do really love the first party playstation stuff quite a bit and um that's why i tend to lean on that side because i do love their first party stuff the more xbox stuff that comes out that's first party that impresses me the more i'll lean towards them for uh some of my first party stuff but they just haven't had too many of those recently that's that's changing though they have so many studios i'm looking forward to playing their first party stuff it's gonna be awesome and of course nintendo i love their first party stuff nintendo is nintendo so you know i'm trying to be like as agnostic with everything as i can but of course i still love the playstation because that's where i grew up and that's where i played the most games on and man they had so much good stuff on there man like horizon and last of us and ghosts and you know blah 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 ratchet and Death Stranding, of course, that's on PC now, and same with Ryzen, but you know what I mean. I really like, love the first party stuff over there, and I'm looking forward to the future of that. And uh, I think I'm done rambling about that. Let's jump to uh, a couple of movies I've been watching and wrap up the show. Two quick hits here for movies I recommend that I've watched recently, and they're both romantic comedies. One's a little more cheesy than the other, but I thought they were both very good. One's called uh, Lovebirds. A couple gets in a Uber. No, they're in their car, and then somebody comes in and takes their car and runs over a guy. So they think they're framed for murder. And they have to run away from the cops. And it's a cheesy love story thing. And it was fun. I had a good time with it. It has uh, Camille Nanjiani in it. Which you either, I feel like he is a pretty fun uh, actor. He does pretty good comedy. I, I like the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's nothing too deep or anything. It's just lighthearted. 
little like hour and a half romp. I enjoyed it. And then there's another movie we watched called Palm Springs. It's on Hulu. I don't want to talk too much about like in-depth storyline on this one. It has uh, Andy Samberg in it. And basically it's Groundhog's Day plus a romantic comedy plus like drama and uh has the time loop thing in there that's in the trailers and stuff and they take a nice spin on it and that's all i'm gonna say about it and i highly recommend watching it it's on hulu in the u.s i'm not sure anywhere else where it is but i loved it i thought the humor was great it's a little dark but good humor and I thought the storyline went places, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really well-done movie. One of my favorites this year, actually. It's like, might be top. It's up there. There's not a lot of movies this year that came out. So, it's not much, uh, you know, to compete with. Maybe I'll do, like, a little list of my favorite movies later on this year. But for now, I recommend Palm Springs. If you haven't checked it out, I think that anybody would like it. I think it's really fun, funny, heartfelt, and just worth a watch so yeah we're not even gonna cut off we're just gonna end the show here (laughs) thank you guys for listening to this episode of frantic thoughts uh i am a little scatterbrained today and this show was all over the place like always (laughs) so hey that's what this is all about man i just chilling hanging out talking to you guys about what i love so a little bit of plug section here you can follow me on twitter as always, at Frantic Society, posting memes, talking about video games and stuff. It's all good times over there. Follow me. Come chat with me. Uh, we got the Yoshi's Island Cartridge Club Prime coming up that I hosted. I have some editing to do with that, but it should be up within the next week or so. So that should be fun. And the Quick Save Club episode will be coming up in the next couple of weeks for Anti-Chamber. I'm over there doing that with them. It's on the same feed as the Cartridge Club stuff. I have been doing the breakdowns for all these crazy summer game announcements on the Cartridge Club feed as well. I'm pretty much on a lot of Cartridge Club stuff. And then when we do Hangouts, which we were doing for a while, but I think the summer game stuff kind of replaced it for now. But we will be doing some more Hangouts soon where we hang out, talk about our week, talk about some big topics and show pickups and stuff like that on the Cartridge Club channel, which is always a lot of fun. Um... I'm considering streaming some more, so just keep it on my on my Twitter. I don't have a schedule or anything, but I'm going to be popping into my Twitch and just streaming some Minecraft or just some random stuff that I feel like streaming here and there. It's going to be uh, twitch.tv slash society. And, of course, share this podcast with your friends. Tell them, hey, this is a nice little 45 to hour 45 minute to an hour podcast to listen to this dude is super awesome to listen to i don't know share it share it around man just 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 let people know that you like the show because i enjoy doing it and the few people that do listen i really appreciate it so yeah um well did i mention everything uh wordpress blog word uh frantic society.wordpress.com and very soon This show is going to be moved to Anchor. I had some issues with a couple episodes. Once I resolved that, all this is going to go to Anchor. Not sure how the Podbean feed will be affected, but I will figure that when I get to it. Figure it out when I get to it. So I'm not paying a fee for hosting this podcast anymore because it's not a huge podcast and it saves me a little bit of money and I still get to do it. So uh, Anchor's an awesome platform and, uh, rusty lewis over at otaku brothers is the one who turned me on to it so definitely going to be trying that out um soon get off of Podbean, get on anchor save me some bucks but yeah i'm rambling this is the end of the show i appreciate you guys hanging out and uh enjoy this song that's going to take you out i haven't picked it yet i'm not even going to announce what it is but enjoy this uh song Four, the frantic frequency to round out the, st- the show thanks for listening guys love ya and i'll catch you in a couple weeks okay 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 i figured out the song i want to choose for this episode's frantic frequencies it's called used to want 
by Julia Nunes, and this is an artist I've been following for years and years. She used to do YouTube covers way back in the day, early YouTube stuff, like early, early YouTube stuff, and I've been following her ever since, and I love her music, and I think she has great energy, and this song is really great. I love it, and I think you will too. It's called Used to Want by Julia Nunes. I saw it coming I knew the second I left That you would make me regret it But what could I do? Cause I couldn't hear myself When I was next to you But I never stopped missing you And I'm not that good at convincing you That I'm doing Problem trying to make 